Welcome to the heart of the Big Bend. It's time to kick back, put your feet up, grab your favorite beverage or snack as we discuss, declare, proclaim, publicize, and articulate about the wonders, magic, beauty, music, and happenings here in the area known as the Big Bend of Texas. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us again for Heart of the Big Bend. This is a podcast and radio show coming to you every other week about visiting the beautiful Big Bend of Texas. Specifically, we will cover what's happening in Alpine, an incredibly friendly small town nestled in a desert mountain valley at the heart of the Big Bend region. With easy day trips from Alpine, you can take in everything this amazing region has to offer. I'm Chris Ruggia, Director of Tourism for the City of Alpine, and today we're talking about the Ritchie. So we have David Keller. David, welcome. Thank you. And Mateo Mares, and, uh, welcome. And so before we start talking about the Ritchie, though, I'm going to take advantage of, of our timing here because this, uh, this episode is broadcasting on December 1st, which is the kickoff. This is Christmas in Alpine weekend happening right now. So tonight we have the Wassel Crawl all over downtown Alpine. That's going to be a bunch of shops opening late with different recipes for Wassel that everybody can sample. And one thing we didn't talk about on the last episode that I definitely want to do a shout out for at the Granada Theater tonight starting at 6. There's a benefit concert for Alberto Calderon. Uh, he was in a really bad uh, vehicle accident and uh, he's he's doing well but it was it was not good and there's a lot of medical bills so there's a I think four different bands are playing the Swifts are starting off at 6 p.m. followed by Damian Luna uh, he's a, a country Tex-Mex um, I don't know if he's solo or with the group but we're gonna have to find out he starts at 7 at 8:30, seven-year drought and then we'll get to see Alberto playing his guitar again thankfully he's able to do that I'll be grateful to see that uh, and then smoke show our local classic rock outfit is at 9 and then from 10:30 and on well into the early times there's a DJ funk boy so it's it's going to get louder, I, I predict, as the evening goes on. So, yeah, that's tonight. So don't miss it. If you can't make it, uh, look up Rock Out Alberto Calderon on Facebook. You can find that GoFundMe link. Uh, so please, please support our local musicians in their time of need. And then tomorrow evening, we're having the uh, Alpine Christmas Stroll, which is, I think it's starting at 530, and that is going to be on Sol Ross Avenue. It's lots of uh, choirs and bands, local music groups uh, in the more traditional sense, not the rock and roll and folk stuff that I usually talk about. But uh, uh, Andrew Allegria, the uh, chair of the music department at Sol Ross, has organized a lot of that. So it's going to be a lot of Christmas music uh, tomorrow evening. And, of course, tonight and tomorrow, Mountain Country Christmas at the Alpine Civic Center. So this is our Christmas weekend in Alpine. So everybody get out and enjoy it. So after that, now let's talk Richie. First, I think the most significant thing, other than just it's culturally special place for Alpine, but it's part of that is the history of the building. And David, you've really looked into this, uh, so I want I want to ask a little. Tell us a little bit about the past of this this building. Yeah, kind of a thumbnail sketch. You know, the the uh, original Richie was called the City Hotel. Uh, it was first built in 1886, first portions of it. And that was probably one room, uh -huh. uh, and that was adobe. And then over a, a period of years, they added uh, three more adobe rooms. Uh, and then around 19, uh, there were about six different owners in that period. Uh -huh. Wow. And then around 1908, 
uh, they added the framed portion, which is the front that you see yeah. you go to the Ritchie today. The first story and the second story they built in one fell swoop, and that lasted for a couple of years, and then they added, probably around 1910, the entire back wing oh, okay. that extended uh, across the, the remainder of the adobe portion of the structure. So it's a hybrid structure, uh, adobe and frame. It was it served uh, as kind of the uh, working man's hotel. It was right across from the railroad shipping pens, and as you know, uh, Alpine was a hub of the regional cattle industry. So, and so the people who, who cut the checks were staying across the street at the Holland, and the people who right. received the paychecks were in the Ritchie. Yeah, more or yeah. less. That's correct. And uh, so the Ritchie always kind of served that function. And uh, it at uh, one time had 12 rooms. Uh, they were tiny little rooms. They, they, they were tiny. <laughs> yeah, and a wash basin, uh, and that was it. Uh, it never had indoor plumbing. They uh, had outhouses originally, and then they added uh, some bathrooms to the downstairs and upstairs, but on the outside of the structure, it was just kind of attached. I got gotcha. you. There's some photographs that show that, but, but not very many. Uh, and then uh, it went through several owners in those early phases of, the, of, of, the, of its life. Uh, but then around 1914, it was purchased by the Ritchie family. Okay. And that's when it got its name changed. Kind of late Ritchie, in the day, a little bit in late. a sense. Right. And so it moved along, uh, serving in that capacity for, for a number of decades. But by the 1950s, it had really started to decline. It had uh, fallen into disrepair, and uh, it was no longer used as a hotel. It was for a while used as boarding and then just for storage. Uh, and then it just keep kind of kept going down. Uh, it was by the late 90s, it was basically had been condemned by the city. Yeah. It was going to be torn down. And it was at that point that Charles Maxwell purchased it. And Charles Maxwell, who by he played music at the Ritchie this last Saturday. He does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually plays pretty regularly yeah. at the Ritchie. But he entered the story uh, in, a, in a big way because he did the initial stabilization, really saved the structure the first time around, which was a great service to the community. And uh, it, it, uh, it was sold after that to another fellow who had it for a number of years. And then in, in uh, 2012, Maddie Matei bought it. And she resumed its restoration uh, for a number of years, and then in 2017 it reopened as the the uh, Ritchie Wine Bar and Beer Saloon, uh, and it uh, it served for a couple of years and just to rave reviews. I mean, yeah. it was it became sort of the uh, most beloved place in Alpine. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to jump back a tiny bit because of my own little personal experience. Uh, my wife and I we helped Maddie a little bit with her uh, promotions and things as as she was working on it and she as she did her uh, her Indiegogo I think her crowdfunding yeah. to help her do that but at that time so you walk up to the Ritchie right now and you see this wraparound porch uh, and at that time that wasn't there at all there had been one you see in the old photos you know, there's photos of people standing up top but at that time there's just a door in the middle of the upstairs and mm -hmm. so you have an extension ladder to go yeah. up and so at one point early on, we did get to, I mean, you were in and out of there a lot. Yeah. So I do want to talk about all the artifacts you found. Yeah, but yeah. but the upstairs, the uh, the interior separations between the rooms had been removed, but there was just the doors. So there was this hallway of freestanding doors that yeah. you're looking down. Yeah. But those rooms were a fairly generous closet today. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were really small. Yeah, about the size of a walk-in Yeah, closet, yeah. Modern, modern home, that's right. 
And so, uh, how 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 involved were you helping Maddie out on that? You know, not as involved as I'd like to have been. I was, you know, busy during those years uh, working a lot down in the national park. But I was kind of in and out, and mm -hmm. I was always uh, sort of on the sidelines, cheer cheering her on yeah. and encouraging her. Uh, and uh, there were a few times when I did help. I did some earth plaster work for her uh, in the interior, and uh, a little bit of the stabilization work uh, here and there. Uh, so I got in on a little bit of it, but primarily it was her. Yeah. She really, really did the heavy lifting. Were you aware of any interesting objects that unearthed as, you as know, it was dug up? Yeah, and there was a, quite a redone. few, you know. I mean, uh, she excavated uh, one of the rooms on the interior, the room that has the French doors now. Yeah. Uh, she redid the floors in that room, and when she did, she uh, she took up the old floors and then excavated the sediment below that and uh, found hundreds of artifacts, uh, which we still have. Uh, one of which, you know, there were a number of things that were really cool, but one was a, a, a token from, uh, it was a military token mm -hmm. from the fort, and he was using the commissary. Oh. And so that was really interesting, but a number of things like that, you know, personal jewelry, uh, coins. Uh, outside the structure, we found at least two different locations where outhouses have been located. So that, those are special excavations. Yeah, they, they are special excavations. <laughs> you find interesting things in outhouses <laughs> besides uh, petrified poop. Uh, you also find uh, glass bottles uh, often, uh -huh. cans and other kinds of artifacts that people would throw down routinely uh, right. in, in, the, in the latrine. It kind of depends on whether it was a domestic or... Uh, you know, a place like the Ritchie, was, which was commercial, Yeah. Uh, what kind of things you might uh, expect <laughs> to find in there. But, uh, yeah, we have not excavated those. They're still out there. Okay, they're, they're just waiting, them. just waiting. waiting. waiting Maybe there'll the be a, you know, a, a dig your own, like, you know, the apple orchards, you pick your own. But potentially, <laughs> yeah, we, we, may, we may do something like that. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. And so, uh, so yeah, uh, then uh, COVID, unfortunately, as it stressed so many businesses that uh, Maddie's uh, operation of the Ritchie ended then. Um, and then it, it again changed hands a couple of times. And then, uh, thankfully, you and Ann Calloway. That's right. You know, it was uh, it had been purchased by some folks who really uh, had a different idea yeah. what they wanted. Uh, they wanted to build a brewery there, and it wasn't fitting their idea. And so they decided to demolish it. And at that time... Uh, you know, I, I got involved because I was just horrified by that prospect. And so I, I started talking to them and, and uh, you know, basically appealed to them not to tear it down. And one of the things they responded with was, well, if, if you don't want us to, then why don't you find us a new buyer? Yeah. And what are the chances of that? <laughs> uh, I certainly didn't have the funds, but I, I reached out to a handful of friends that I knew. And one of them was Ann Calloway. And she graciously stepped up and uh, became my partner in the Ritchie. And uh, anyway, over the course of the last few years, we've uh, kind of done another round of uh, remodeling and, and renovations and uh, kind of brought it to where it is now. Yeah. And we're still working. There's plenty, yeah. there's a lot more to do. Uh, but we really wanted to uh, get the Ritchie back up and running uh, so it could be enjoyed by the people of Alpine because it had been, it had become such an incredible cultural asset. Yes. And I just, it was just a tragic loss to the community. And so we really want to direct it. Yeah, and if, if folks who don't know, Ann Calloway owns Front Street Books. Yeah. And so if you appreciate the Ritchie, go buy a few books as a little thank you. Yeah, yeah. Get your books. Uh, yeah. Bring them over to the Ritchie. We go, actually go to the bookstore, 
go over and get a cup of coffee and drink your coffee. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's food. right. It's Cedar so like Coffee Cedar and Supply coffee. right behind best, Front Street Books. Best coffee in town. And then uh, <laughs> just step across the tracks with your book and uh, uh, get a get a um, you know frosty beverage. Yeah, like a Richie. and some music and almost some music. almost every night. So right. then, so let's transition then to today. So, Mateo, how did you first hear about this opportunity to uh, to operate the Richie? I heard it from Ann. She was just right. Well, you're kind of talking about it in the shop. One so day. the folks who don't know, Mateo owns uh, co-owns. Uh, just just you, okay? Mateo owns Cedar Coffee and Supply, excellent coffee right behind the bookstore. So, the owner of the bookstore happens to come into your operation. And, yeah, me and yeah. Ann talk almost every day, and she had. I knew I knew that uh, she had been looking for someone to run the Ritchie for a while. I know I knew other people that had thought about it or like gone in to, uh, you know, see if they were the right fit, and no one had really worked out. And and for me, it was just, you know, good good. Uh, I was just conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really think much about it until uh, she mentioned Sam Stavanoa over in uh, Marathon had uh, expressed interest. And so that's when I kind of like, well, like, so a peer of mine was, you know, taking interest. And I was like, oh, well, curious as to what you want to do with it. Yeah. And um, so for folks who don't know Sam, he has the French company Grocer in Marathon, which uh, not only a lot of great foods, but also a lot of great events that they've mm -hmm. put on. Uh, the, the gospel brunches, or John Prine tribute nights, all kinds of great things. So yeah. so you guys started talking. Yeah, we, we started talking and kind of spitballing ideas just for fun uh and then the more and more we talked about it, the more and more it seemed like are are we gonna are we doing this is this, <laughs> is this what's gonna happen because uh, i'm down if you're down and and uh yeah uh slowly but surely we um came to an agreement with it all and uh yeah came together to work with ann and david and get that place open and going and like David said, it was a it was a huge uh, it was a a huge community space that was lost. And for me, I only I only got to go a couple times in 2019. Yeah. But could still see and feel like how much people loved this space. The vibe was so just so special. Yeah. It was so welcoming yeah. to everybody. And and I've I've heard that so much. Yeah. That I've been just trying to. You know get that back yeah uh, and create like a, a fun comfortable musical space for everyone yeah yeah. yeah to that point you know I'd like to say that you know Anna and I looked fairly hard uh, for the proper people to run the Ritchie uh, and what we mean proper is we really wanted it run like Maddie ran it yeah because it was the way she had done it was so uh, just kind of in an enlightened way you know, mm -hmm. I think it really it, it's what made it such a a place of inclusivity. It's a place that anybody could feel welcome. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was really important to Ann and I both, uh, to continue that. And so, uh, you know, uh, and the music and just everything about it. And uh, the people that we had talked to just didn't feel like good fits. Yeah. And that all changed when we started talking to Sam and Mateo. I mean, it was just clear it was day and night. I was like, it was no question that these were the right guys to run it, and uh, history has borne that out. They've uh, they've just done a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when uh, when the Richie first reopened under Maddie, uh, 
Eden Hinshaw and I from the Swifts, you know, th she needed music. And so we, we kind of brainstormed and, and came up with Sundays. Sundays was a good night. Nobody else was doing music. So, so we, we rounded up like four different groups and we all agreed we'd do one Sunday a month and then the Richie would have music nice. every Sunday. And, and, and it was quick after that, that, uh, one, the, uh, licensing people started badgering her because, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, because on Facebook said there was music there, uh, which she did work that out. But then also people traveling through, they, they're researching, they're on, you know, musicians who they're looking for a place to play. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so that then really quickly, I was surprised how quickly that door opened. People realized, oh, this is a sweet place for music and they wanted they wanted to play there and so then Mateo you have like you've gone gangbusters on that we were talking one night time. a week at yeah. the start you know yeah. but now it's yeah. every night yeah almost every almost night, every almost, night. Every, almost every I think there were two or three nights in October that we didn't have music um, but that was that was one of my goals that I wanted uh, me personally I I don't spend a lot of time in bars um, here in Alpine but I do love to see live music. Mm -hmm. And that, again, was like something I definitely could um, help with. I was a musician for about 15 years in Austin, a uh, touring musician as well. And so I just had made a lot of connections over the years. And I, I still play music to this day. So I just kind of reached out to a lot of uh, folks I had played with over the years, friends in Austin. And I have gotten nothing but like emails every other day still. Uh, people hitting me up on social media asking about this date. This yeah. date, I've got music booked into February right now. And so, yeah, that that's that was again my kind of goal. Yeah, was to like put Alpine a little more on the map as as a big time music town. I know we have a ton of local talent out here, which is great. And I also like try and showcase these guys and gals throughout the months, but uh, just getting out of towners to yeah. really notice uh, Alpine and want to play here. And uh, so far, it's really, really worked out. It really has. Yeah, uh, over the years, I've been most, you know, active myself with that local scene, as you say, which is small, yeah. but uh, it's active, but small. A lot, of, a lot yeah. of great local musicians, but it is a smaller. Uh, scene i guess yeah and uh, and every so once in a while to, yeah like, show respect to both sides the we gotta you can't have you know you gotta incorporate your locals for sure mm -hmm. um but again it's it's now people in austin people in dallas people that uh, bigger cities in texas are like talking about the richie and yeah. their friends oh man you gotta go check out this place in west texas and uh it's an alpine etc and people are like where <laughs> yeah you know as soon as they get out here they're like oh i'll be back or do you have dates available this next month right i'd like to be back as soon as possible we've had a number of people from new orleans chicago uh nashville uh detroit and then of course like all over texas and so we're just going to keep on going Right. People just love the rich again. they love yeah. to play there and I, it's it's a it's a phenomenon it really mm -hmm. is it's, it's like playing a house party mm -hmm. you know? it really like, is just, yeah it doesn't have the same feel as a as a bar venue that that most places have and so it really it really is just like much more fun so relaxed and, yeah yeah much more relaxed atmosphere just not your typical bar scene uh and i i think that's also what gives the richie it's you know 
unique unique uh vibe unique uh space unique feeling yeah when 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 maddie was running there was a, a texas highways little uh on the road column mm-hmm. uh and uh the young woman had written and said that she spent this time in alpine and she was at the ritchie and she went upstairs which is not frequently open now but she went upstairs and sat on the couch and was able young woman traveling alone to go into a bar hang out on this couch for a couple of hours and nobody bothered her Mm-hmm. And that that's a rare, you yeah, know. That's, just, yeah, that's yeah. sort of the signature thing about the region yeah. is uh, anybody can, f- can feel safe yeah. and be happy there. And there's a lot more we're going to do with it, too. Uh, you know, it's uh, we really uh, are going to want to position it to be the premier music venue in the Big Bend. And I oh, think yeah. we're well on, um, we're about right, to we're do on the that. Way. Yeah. We're on the way. We're going to open up a, a much bigger stage than we already have. Uh, and then, uh, so we'll have two different stages mm-hmm. and then in the outside. Yeah. And then the back area is going to become kind of a beer garden landscaped and more tables and, and spaces back there. And then upstairs, we've been doing a cool little thing. Uh, uh, they've been doing what you could listen. You call it the listening uh, room? Yeah. I call it the, the upstairs listening room. It's just a little more intimate when you are playing in a bar. Usually people are doing their own thing and you know, as they should, but in this upstairs space, it's just a little more personal style of uh, music. And, you know, you go up there to really listen. You mm-hmm. go up there to appreciate who's playing. Um, and and I, I don't know. I think that's kind of just a little different than uh, going out and going to the bar to hang out. Yeah. yeah. It's so intimate. Go, it's oh, more yeah. intention yeah. to go and listen to music yeah. and not just like, you know. Yeah, some of the favorite shows that I ever played with the Swift were upstairs there. Yeah, the acoustics are phenomenal. Uh Sounds so good in there, and there's no amplification. Yeah, you really don't need it. I mean, it's it's Mm -hmm. a it's a small room, and uh, so there's that. I mean, it just sounds great. Yeah, my uh, my band's been playing there on Tuesday nights, and this last Tuesday night show afterwards, we were like, was was that the best show we've ever played? Like, that sounded phenomenal. It felt great. Like, and then we got a number of compliments afterwards. Like, this this room is great. Like, yeah. the acoustics, everything that David was just yeah. saying. Like, it really is a special room. And now we room. we don't have to worry about what it, it falling over if you get no. too many people yeah, in it. It's very safe. It's very safe. We had about 25 uh, folks up there. All the chairs filled up this last Tuesday. Wow. Uh, and we're doing it again this Tuesday, so I'm, I'm yeah. excited. That's we're right. fortunate that all of us here are musicians. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We play Ritchie regularly, and I mean, yeah. so we, we, I guess, in that way, are connoisseurs of uh, listening spaces yeah. and that kind of thing. But, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's important, I think, uh, to have both entertainment as well as, like, just more intentional listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, I think a lot of artists and local artists... It's it can be kind of nerve wracking to no matter how long you've been doing this, it, you're still like sharing a lot of personal stories and feelings, and when someone's giving you their utmost attention, it's it's huge. It feels amazing, and you know, again, like that was kind of kind of the uh, just with that room. Yeah, I love that. That's so great. Um, then to shift from music just for a second. Tell us, I mean, there's lots of beverages, but you also have a kitchen. So t- tell me what, what's this, what's happening with the kitchen right now? The kitchen has been almost the least amount of concern for us. We, <laughs> we 
keep we wanted to have easy simple like bar food mm -hmm. but of course have it like not just be uh, a bowl of peanuts or whatnot so we've had Gloria Page with her tamales mm -hmm. We had her work in the kitchen for a couple months on the weekends, doing uh, enchiladas montadas and tacos and quesadillas, homemade guacamole. Um, and then also at the beginning, we did some frito pies, uh, which we'll be bringing back soon as, it, as it's now getting a little chillier outside. Uh, but as of right now, it's just been homemade potato chips from the French Co., uh, the tamales, some canned uh, uh, pickled vegetables and canned sardines and kind of like easy, simple grab like grab food. But we but, will be. But there is something. That's the main absolute, thing. It's like yeah, if somebody's there's, thinking, there's I, I want to go out and I want to spend a few hours. Mm -hmm. And so, like for me, you know, that's that's yeah. a one beverage right, evening. Yeah. So some food is yeah, going to yeah, help. Absolutely. Some little snacks. So that that makes yeah. a big difference. Chris will take care of you. Yeah. yeah. And eventually, the idea is to get. Uh, you know, someone, uh, el someone else to come in yeah. that really wants to do kitchen prep and uh, has a, a more of a passion for that than uh, than I think me or Sam has. Um, and so we're. I have a. I'm actually waiting to hear back from someone today about doing some more expanded food menus over there. Cool. Um, well, so that's just just to let people know when you go in, order your drink, but ask you know ask what there is because mm -hmm. it's probably going to be different night tonight you'll mm -hmm. who knows we'll, we'll find out it's true well i want to thank both of you guys for uh, everything you're doing thank you david for all the work you've done all over the region and you're really uh teaching us all a lot about what happened in the past and and making sure some of it sticks around so thank you very much and thank you mateo for all the work you're doing bringing cedar coffee and uh, you know up in that game there and then uh and then reviving the Richie. That's yeah, a absolutely. gift. Uh, and soon we'll we'll have a coffee program at the Richie as well. Excellent. I'm, I'm bringing my my backup espresso machine over there in about a week. So if somebody wants to find out who's playing tonight, what do they need to do? Uh, you can Facebook or the Instagram or the uh, the uh, what's that that page the Facebook page for Alpine Music. Right, uh, the Alpine Visitor Center. Alpine Heather Visitor Yaden Center. at the Visitor yep, Center. Yep. Every week, she puts together a list of uh, of events happening for the week, and they're wound up. I think it kind of coincided when the Richie reopened. We had so much music that she had to make one just for music. So the Visit Alpine Texas Facebook page. A lot of yep. times, you'll have that for the whole week, and you can go to the Richie at on Facebook mm -hmm. and find that. Excellent. Well, again, thank you guys. Thanks for coming and yeah, taking the time. Really yeah, cool. and thank all of you for listening to Heart of the Big Bend every other week. You can get more information about the show at visitalpinetx.com slash podcast or search for Heart of the Big Bend on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, most other podcast apps. And for everybody listening to the local broadcast on KALP, KVLF Radio here in Alpine, thank you, and we'll be back in two Fridays. You've been listening to The Heart of the Big Bend. Hope you liked what you heard and that you'll find the time to experience all that the Big Bend has to offer. See you soon, partner.